0: super talk mississippi media production
1: find your new ride at kia macomb's all new location at the corner of i-55 and highway 98 come find out why macomb loves kia macomb at the corner of i-55 and highway 98
2: right on the corner right on the price howdy howdy it's rhino here and i wanted to say thank you for listening to middays with gerard gibbert here on super talk mississippi
0: get ready get ready to go beyond the headlines
3: Welcome, everyone, to Middays on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Gerard Gibbard, your host, along with my good friend uh, Rhino on this Friday, y'all. We shall be guiding you through the middle of your day with fax fodder and some fine music, as always. Beautiful day out there today, Rhino. Oh, yeah. Nice, isn't it? A little warm for this
2: time of year, but uh, seems like this time next week we'll be finally getting into the real fall weather. A little
3: coolish, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, You're going to be off, too? Uh, Yeah, I'm
2: taking a couple days off. Got to finish burning some use them or lose them vacation days.
3: (laughs) Coming up on the program today at 1020, Mike McCormick, the president of Mississippi Farm Bureau and future Farmers of America members will also join us. That should be fun. Interesting discussion. Looking forward to that. And then our own Stephen Gagliano at 1137. He's the news director, of course, of Super Talk News and the host of High School Scoreboard Show. He'll come in at 1137. He'll give us an update on all of the action we can expect on the gridiron across the state. And then Ryan Miller at twelve oh five, the executive director of the Office of Workforce Development, will get an update from Ryan's office there on things they're doing to try to gin up some business here in Mississippi. You probably heard the Secretary of State on the program. Hopefully, you did on this past Wednesday down there at cruising the coast. He shared that uh, the new business applications to his office is at some fifty five thousand. On the year, which already exceeds the past year at this point, so that's good news. Uh, we got business going on, and like to hear that the unemployment data out today eh, really wasn't all that great. If you if you caught that, the economy added one hundred and ninety-four thousand jobs that in the month of September. They were expecting five hundred thousand, just a tad outside, as we say uh, the I believe that august it 's always they 're always revised because it 's just hard to collect all the data. August was revised a bit uh, down, and the unemployment rate did tick down, but that is the result. It is believed by analysts to be a function of uh, so many just exiting the workforce. So folks are still having trouble getting people to come to work, which is a problem, of course, that is plaguing these United States. read an article today that some 75% of workers are considering joining the Great Resignation. 75 percent. That was mind-boggling. And many of those surveyed said, I don't care if I got another job. I don't care. Well, that's because the government has created this environment where you don't got to have a job. Close to three-quarters of the workers in this country are actively thinking about quitting their job. This is according to a survey by job search firm, really a site, job list. That is just incredible. They surveyed 2099. Well, they got responses from 2099.
2: Which, in fairness, you would think if you're happy where you are, you probably Just ignore that survey, whereas if you're a little upset with your current situation, you might be inclined to respond.
3: Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, you could read between. But there's no question the great resignation is a thing. Uh, And there are a lot of folks that I do believe feel that the government's going to take care of me. I don't need to work. It's just crazy. And this is, again, what disturbs me the most about this. Gigantic $3.5 trillion, really $7 trillion budget bill the Democrats are pushing. It's, it's more about attitude and environment and sentiment and mindset and just policy more than the money, in my view. Because I think that is more harmful than even the money, which I'm not uh, downplaying the significance of the amount of money and the impact that has on us from a debt perspective, an inflation perspective, etc. But the policies, and you probably are aware by now that a deal was reached up there in the Senate to avoid a government shutdown, so they say, by extending the debt limit until December. Some 11 Republicans signed on to this deal. That, that includes Mitch McConnell, the leader, who essentially just took it on his own to say, look, we're gonna go ahead and help you here, Chuck. I, I'm not happy about this. Some other folks aren't happy as well. Lindsey Graham, Ted Cruz, we might have a reaction here for you on them. Do you believe i are not doing this
4: case, in this deal? Yes.
5: You do. Why?
3: We had a plan and we threw it over.
6: Do you know why we, you threw we, it we, over at
3: the The threat of changing the rules
7: drives us every time. I think. The Democratic threats to destroy the filibuster uh, caused him to give in. I think that was a mistake, a serious mistake. Thank
8: you. Were you surprised?
3: Yes. So that was Senator Lindsey Graham. A little hard to make out what, what Senator Graham was saying, but then you heard Senator Ted Cruz. And so Graham, uh, whom I th- kind of thought was a McConnell ally, he, he uh, was funny.
2: Graham seems to make friends and it's lose
3: true. friends
2: about as quick as you usually change your underwear. It's
3: a good point. Good point. Uh, he was against Trump, for Trump, against Trump about eighteen times, yeah. right while Trump was president. Yeah, I agree with you. But and so you got off often wonder is this, of course, political fanfare for for him. But nonetheless, he did not sign on to this raising of the debt limit. 11 Republicans did, giving them the 60 they needed to pass without applying the reconciliation process. So he he got pretty bent out of shape about that, did Graham. And then you heard Cruz, and I think Cruz is right. Yeah, it's McConnell's fearful they're just going to blow up the filibuster process, which they could, which would mean anything and everything could pass with a simple majority, which they presently have. Counting the vice president's vote as the tiebreaker. So, this is indeed disturbing. Senator Joe Manchin, he was none too happy, was he? (laughs) We've got... um, If you haven't seen it, folks, there's a video going around which shows him in the background while Schumer is at the podium there in the U.S. Senate, and Schumer is just, okay, he's got what he wanted, he's got the victory, but he's just lambasting the Republicans there, and Joe Manchin clearly in view behind the senator, like in the first row, he does a a faceplant in his palms. I mean, it's like, what are you doing, Schumer? You got what you wanted, yet you're still attacking Give it a break this is uh, you know hats off to to uh, mansion. he got pretty bent out of shape about that and well he should uh, I was I was kind of pleased with it he got he got mad. <laughs> he's got his face <laughs> it, and well, he, he got, eventually just got up and left. He got up and walked out while the leader of his party in the Senate was talking about this whole deal. But he just says there is no, something to the effect, there is no more civil discourse in the U.S. Senate. Schumer just couldn't, he couldn't back off. He got, (laughs) he just kept on. You got what you want, dude. Can't you just accept it graciously? This is why McConnell shouldn't have, shouldn't have caved. Because he really didn't get anything for it. What he should have said is, I tell you what, Chuck, we'll avert. This government shutdown, and we'll vote to extend the debt ceiling if you'll back off on this three and a half trillion dollar bill. Should have been cutting a deal, but no. So I don't know what to think about that. I'm I, I'm I'm pretty bent out of shape about it. We also got to talk when we come back uh, after we uh, after the next segment about what AOC had to say to Joe Manchin about all this. Her view of government. We'll take a break right here when we come back. Mike McCormick and some future Farmers of America members in the studio. Stay with us.
7: Morgan Stone has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since 1997.
3: with yours.
10: for all your glass needs called Venable glass services glass networks they're gonna try and steer you to use their own glass shop well you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable glass and there will be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass Venable glass is locally owned and operated and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops or they'll even come to you in the tri-county area for free that's right free mobile service at Venable glass they also do frameless and frame shower doors mirrors cut to size and installed picture frame glass tables desktops Nicely
9: done, Beef. When football fans everywhere cheer for their team, they're cheering for you too. Because your savory snacks fuel the gridiron battle. With your tasty sliders, hearty chilies, and drool-worthy steaks, every option is an MVP. Most valuable protein. So gather around the TV and get cooking at BeefIt'sWhat'sForDinner.com. Funded by beef farmers and ranchers.
11: Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. It is on! On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to
1: Earth, Third Rock from the Sun. The Smokies one hip at a time Like a broken field runner Slipping through the line He likes the way she looks So he calls a little wife Says don't wait up for
12: me
13: I'll be working late tonight Wife hangs up the phone Burst into tears Calls her sister up and cries Get over here
3: Sister tells her boyfriend Welcome back, everyone. Middays with Gerard is back on the air Rhino in the Super Talk Studios on this. Friday, y'all. Joining us now in the studio, Mike McCormick. He's the president of Mississippi Farm Bureau, and also Billy J. Chapman, the president of the State Future Farmers of America. She's from the Pine Grove FFA, and then Jill Wagner, you're the State Coordinator of FFA. That's right. Is that correct? That's right. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for coming in. So, uh, coming through the building today. Looks like you got a lot of these folks here today, Mike.
10: We've got a big crowd here today. I think it's our Employee Appreciation Day, and they're having a fun time oh, out awesome. there. We uh, had a local farmer uh, uh, to uh, donate some pumpkins, and they're having a uh, pumpkin carving contest down there. So oh, that's we're cool! Just having fun in the building today.
3: That's cool. All right, so Jill, as the state coordinator, what exactly is your role in
5: working with the uh, FFA? In my job, I work with all of the Mississippi FFA members across the state, helping their state officers um, deliver programming, leadership programming, um, promote agriculture as an industry, and also just advocate for um, the issues facing agriculture students.
3: Sure. So uh, how are we doing as far as attracting uh, new ranks of young folks into the FFA?
5: We're actually growing we are adding um, a few programs every year we're seeing programs going into private schools as well as our public schools and um, just as our programming changes and improves we're seeing more students come into um, the programs to take advantage of what our different chapters and the state-level association offers
3: great how many chapters do we have in the state you know
5: 120 roughly. Wow.
3: that's amazing more than we have counties So we have some counties that have multiple chapters. That's right. In that respect. That is awesome. Billy Jade, uh, thanks for coming in today. So how long have you been involved? You're the president now, statewide president, Yes, sir. Come from Pine Grove. and, And how long have you been involved? I've been
14: in the FFA for about six years.
3: Wow. And what what got you interested in it? Do you come from a a farming family?
14: I do not personally come from a farming family, but growing up, my father was a logger. And so I guess I was always kind of interested, but I wanted to learn more. And so in the seventh grade, I joined the FFA, and from there, I really just took off and fell in love with it and learned so much more about the industry than I had ever even thought of when I heard the word agriculture.
3: Yeah. Well, it's a big industry in our state, as you know. It's the number one industry think represents about 39 percent total commerce, Mike. Does that sound about
10: right? Somewhere between 25 and 35
3: percent. Okay. Somewhere in there. Okay. Uh, So it's a big chunk of it. Uh, Do you have some future plans to stay in the industry?
14: Yes, sir. My future plans are actually to attend Mississippi State University to obtain a degree in agricultural education. And with that, I want to use my platform as an ag teacher to inform the next generation and to give them opportunities that I have to grow themselves as well to get them more interested and more passionate about the industry so that they will fill those roles that are needed in the upcoming years.
3: Yeah and so uh, farming agriculture in general, I should say the industry, the agribusiness industry it uh, it's a lot more sophisticated than it used to be. a uh, lot lots of uh, innovations and in technology and techniques, methodologies that have been uh, developed and evolved through the years many of those right here in the state of Mississippi it's uh, it, it's become quite a sophisticated industry. Yes, sir. So is that, is that part of what attracts you to it? I mean, it's not, not uh, I guess, what we traditionally think of is just going out and planting crops and, and uh, uh, nurturing them and feeding them and uh, uh, applying a few chemicals here and there and then harvesting them. It's become quite the, uh, the complex uh, undertaking.
14: It has, especially with a lot of the new technology that's been brought into farming. If a program is down, you might have to wait to do... Your work that you might need to that day, and especially with the ever-changing population, farming has become a lot more critical. Yeah, and so I think that it's very vital that we inform the next generation and get them involved, so that they can go and fill those shoes.
3: Yeah. So, in your role, do you work to uh, attract other young folks into the organization as well?
14: Yes, sir. That is a big part of our job as state officers is to get our faces out there in our communities and within our state to really let. The community and people that aren't in AG know what we do and why we do it and why it's
5: important.
3: Yeah, and and how long has the organization been active in the state of Mississippi? Do do any of you guys know that? Because it's as long as I can remember for sure.
5: Since the 1930s, early 1930s. Wow,
3: that is awesome. And so you got the state fair coming up. Well, it's here. I mean, it started a couple of days ago. Uh, what uh, What do you guys got planned as far as participation in that?
14: So this weekend, a lot of our state officer team will be attending the Mississippi State Fair to mingle with members, help out at the barnyard, work the livestock competitions, and just really go and help wherever we can to help make this year's fair successful for all of our members.
3: Yeah. And so, do does. Uh, do we attract folks from FFA organizations in other states? Do they come into the fair and participate as well?
14: They do, yes sir.
3: So we get to showcase the state of Mississippi and and they they see the great uh, farming industry that we have here?
14: Yes sir, through the Genuine Mississippi booth as well as the Ag Expo they're able to go and see about Mississippi agriculture especially here in our area and it's very insightful not only to those that live here but those that come From other states to see what we do and how it differs from their states as well.
3: Yeah, so is is, are any of the FFA chapters are they uh, directly related and connected to schools, or is it kind of separate? How does that work?
14: Yes, sir. So a lot of counties will have at their career and technical center a chapter, but I know my home chapter is actually at my high school. A lot of. Career and Technical Centers don't have it, so then their schools would look and they would be, okay, we need an FFA chapter, and so they would charter one at their school okay. instead of through the county. So lots yeah. of schools have their own chapter as yeah. well. Yes, sir.
3: And so do school leaders get involved in that as well?
14: Yes, Members sir. Members of the
3: faculty administration and so forth? Uh,
14: they're very supportive. As yeah. At a lot of schools they are, especially at mine personally. I know our administration is always asking, how can we help your FFA chapter? Mm. What can we do to help? support you in these competitions and these trips that are going to help develop premier leadership, personal growth, and career success.
3: Yeah, speaking about that, the trips and so forth, what, what sort of activities uh, uh, does this entail throughout the year?
14: Through state office? Yeah. Oh, yes, sir. So this summer we held a summer leadership camp for our members where we would put on workshops and help grow them and teach them how to develop their program of activities. And then this summer me and Brendan actually had the opportunity to go to Washington D.C. to state officer summit and there we learned about advocacy and actually got to talk to Senator Smith and Wicker about rural broadband access as well. Yeah. So we got firsthand field experience with that. Cool. Later in October we'll be going to national convention. So Oh,
3: oh awesome. Where is that going to be?
14: It's in Indianapolis.
3: Oh, and Brendan Harrison's the Vice President yes, of sir. The, the state. FFA from Union FFA. I yes, guess that, sir. is that Union Mississippi or Union County?
14: Not Union County, Union Mississippi. Okay, yeah, yes, yes sir.
3: So uh, Indianapolis, and that's when uh, the chapters and the state organizations from across the country descend upon Indianapolis. Is it? Does this move around uh, the the annual sort of national convention? Does that does that move around, or is it always in Indianapolis?
14: For the past several years, it's been in Indianapolis, but it has been held in other locations in the past.
3: Okay, something special they got going on up there in Indiana with respect to that.
5: So, Indianapolis is the home of the National FFA okay. office. That makes sense. Yeah, and and that's also they, of course, do a bid process. In, yeah, and Indianapolis is the the city that coincidentally wins the bid.
3: I understand. We need to get that here in Mississippi. Think we can do that?
5: Well, when you think about seventy thousand FFA members yeah. converging on a city, yeah, we we're going to have to have some in- infrastructure downtown first. Yeah, I
3: understand. <laughs> we had a hundred thousand in cruising the coast on the coast this week, though, so we could we could definitely handle it, Mike. We got to work on that. We need to get this deal to Mississippi. To
5: <laughs> <laughs> so let me share quickly yeah. that um, FFA chapters are designed to be part of an agricultural education program okay. in high schools. So. Yeah. Um, where 4-H is available to any student who has access um, in their county to um, extension and 4-H programming. FFA is designed to be in that secondary school as part of um, a curriculum instruction um, and and that program that is built around those students. Sure.
3: Yeah, I understand. So uh, this is really kind of adjunct to the the traditional uh, classroom work, I assume. So this is just really uh, something that is more industry-specific, that's just kind of layered on top of the traditional uh, classroom activity and and courses. Is that kind of how you see it, Billy jade It's just sort of additional, an extension, if you will.
14: Yes, sir. The FFA, it's also an extension, but it's an extension of opportunities, I think, that really help to further what students are learning in the classroom and help them to apply it into their yeah. personal lives. And
3: lots of opportunity. That's yes, the main sir. message there. So lots of opportunity. We need food. We need good farmers. We need agriculture. It's critical to our state. It's critical to our nation. And so you guys do a great job in promoting that and representing that. Appreciate you coming on. Good job.
14: Thank you so much for having Thank us. Thank you for having
5: us.
3: We'll take a break right here on middays. We'll come back with more after these messages. Burn it up like neon lights, my
12: The dust right off in the night.
15: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny conditions for your finally Friday, high near 89. Tonight, clear skies, low around 65. Your Saturday brings sunny conditions, high near 90 degrees. Saturday evening, partly cloudy, low around 66. Your Sunday, sunny conditions, high near 89. And for your Monday, mostly sunny, high near 87. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com
10: family termite is a proud vip sponsor of the handyman show on super talk mississippi whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran mississippi's handyman buddy slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each saturday from 10 till noon
7: when you choose roto-rooter you'll get honest estimates and no hassle guarantee so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind we're there for you 24 hours a day seven days a week day and night holidays and weekends we've been providing service to mississippi for over 80 years Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service.
12: Call Roto-Rooter,
1: that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. You wanted it, and it's back. Vicari Auctions is returning to the coast for the 25th anniversary of cruising the Coast. Four full days of auctioning bliss. Mustangs, Kudas. Chevelles, Woody wagons. All for sale at the Carry Auction. October 6th through the 9th. Hundreds of the finest collector cars are expected to cross the auction block. And over 700 memorabilia items offered. The Carry Auction has something for, for everyone. everyone. To register or get a sneak peek, visit vicariauction.com.
9: What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, wh- what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey!
7: There's hair on my head again.
9: If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other.
7: Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com.
13: At Batteries Plus, we do more than fix phones and tablets. We help our neighbors power their lives. Visit Batteries Plus in-store, curbside, and online for fast and reliable phone and tablet repair. Learn more at BatteriesPlus.com
16: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Mississippi Department of Health is reporting an additional 601 cases of COVID-19 and 33 deaths. 17 deaths occur between September 5th and October 7th. 16 deaths, identified through death certificate reports, occur between August 27th of 2020 and October 1st. There are 59 ongoing outbreaks in long-term care facilities. And during a recent interview on Newsmax, Governor Tate Reeves criticized President Biden's border policies after touting reduced border crossings during the Trump administration.
12: The the new president comes in
4: and literally since that time, 1.3 million illegal immigrants have crossed the southern border and this administration has basically done absolutely nothing about it.
16: On social media, Reeves said if President Biden was a cartel member, he'd be employee of the year. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis.
4: One of the things I enjoy most about raising catfish is the end result, the fish on the truck headed to the plant. I like that because we raised a good product with a, with a good team and a good uh, result from from all the hard work that we've done. I'm Terry Cruz, and I'm proud to be your 2020 Arkansas Catfish Farmer of the Year. We all have to eat. So if you're going to eat, eat U.S. farm raised catfish.
8: Jake Mangum here.
0: Do this. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Keep
6: rolling. Three, two, one.
0: On Super Talk Mississippi.
3: us into this segment a little Kodachrome. You know, sometimes I know we discuss here on the program lots of issues and challenges and concerns and, and things that uh, cause us as Americans and Mississippians to, to be concerned. Because we care. Uh, certainly, that's the the reason we do it here on this program. We care. We want to expose the truth. We want to inform our audience. and And they also, we want them to respond and participate, and they do. And we appreciate that. But just as soon as you think that we're just going down the tubes, you meet these youngsters. And... And, and folks, you, you heard the president of FFA, but you should know that she was accompanied by other members, I think some of the other officers. And I can just tell you... Yeah, if you'd like to see them, we got a picture of them up on the Facebook awesome. page. Thank you for doing that, Rhino. They're just good people, and it and it gives you... It, it's inspirational. I, it It made me feel that way. I mean, the moment that they came in the studio and... Uh, It doesn't take long to figure out, in my view, who are good quality people. These are just good quality people. In this case, they're youngsters. They're adolescents. I'm betting they're going to be productive, fine adult Americans, as they are young Americans and Mississippians today. So, this is good. and. We certainly want to highlight the good, and I, I admit we have a tendency to dwell a lot on stuff that is of concern, as I said, because there's so much of it going on, and what I don't want to happen is to see our stupid government get in the way and essentially block or impede these fine young Americans' prospects to not only succeed, but to contribute greatly to society and to serve their fellow Americans. That's my concern. They get in the way because they want you to be more dependent on them. I don't get the impression those young folks that were just here, they're not looking for that. Because they were raised right. That's where it starts. Now, just as an example, in the meantime, this is what whom I believe is the arguably the most powerful person in the House of Representatives, and it ain't Nancy Pelosi, it's AOC. You know that everybody pays attention to what she says. She influences policy. She influences votes. She influences bills and legislation. She influences the White House, not Joe Biden, because I think he's clueless. But this is what she said about Joe Manchin. She's in a constant feud with moderate Democrat Joe Manchin. She says, ah, yes, the conservative dim position, conservative dim position. Is that not a bit of an oxymoron? In some cases, it is with respect to Republicans. She goes on to say, you can either feed your kid, recover from your C-section, or have child care so you can go to work, but not all three. Referring to Joe's suggestion that he could possibly get on board with a scaled-down version of the Build Back Better plan. All three makes you entitled and lazy. Yeah, it does. She being facetious, of course. So, her and Biden, because Biden has been influenced by her. The the plan itself is her and Sanders' wish list. She worships Sanders, of course. So, their worldview of government, their vision of American government is essentially to pay you to have kids, to pay you to, for the cost of having the kids, then to raise them, brainwash them, indoctrinate them, send money to them so they don't have to work sit at home, sling back coolies, play video games while they bash the the country and denounce it as unfair and wicked and evil and then die. I mean, that's their view. Since when is the government responsible for your recovery from a C-section. What am I missing there? Where did she come up with that? When it, since when is the government responsible for your child care, feeding your kid? We should be working on policies that dramatically reduce government dependency, not increase it. Guess what you do what happens when you do that? You get more dependency. And I do think to a great extent that's driving the Great Resignation. When folks are saying, yeah, I'd consider quitting if I, if I didn't have a job, there's no fear of not having work anymore. We've eliminated that. No fear. Fear is an incredible motivator.
2: Well, in fairness, the majority of these people in the Great Resignation, I would guess, are not homeowners. So they're probably haven't had a whole lot of stress on them for rent in the last year and a half because of the rent moratorium. And that's a big chunk of a lot of people's paychecks. That's true. So if you haven't had that, you're living a little higher on the hog. You're
3: right. Well, let's let's go through it. You don't have to pay for your, your rent. You don't have to pay for food. You get these unemployment benefits, and you can cheat your way through that. And they look the other way.
2: I just don't see anybody answering a survey, yeah, I'd, I'd quit even if I don't have a job, if they've got a
3: mortgage. That they had to pay or our face being evicted or foreclosed upon. I agree with you. So It's just again, hard it's a, to, to justify those two It's a function ideas. of fear. No fear. Man. I just... I think back, you know, again my personal experience of operating a business and the constant fear I had of oh jeez, I don't know how we're going to make it. And if we don't, I start I get the cal. Actually, I didn't even need a calculator. I had it memorized in my head. This is what it's going to mean to me when we go belly up. This is the note I'm going to have to float. This is the job I'm going to have to find to cover my living expenses, to take care of my family at a minimum, and pay off my debt. I'm not. I can't walk from that. That fear causes you to work all night and all day, so that that doesn't happen. We've like, we've like just erased that out. That's the that's her goal is to erase fear of, of uh, I guess these things that could happen to you in your life. So that well, if you you're just anxious work.
2: about everything else in your life. If you're anxious about every little intersectionality checkbox you need to be ticking to attain power on the left, you don't have a whole lot of time to
3: be anxious about your job. <laughs> That's true. Oh, my gosh. We're more concerned about pronouns than... (laughs) That's the fear, right? Wrong pronoun. Triggered me. I was misgendered. (laughs) (laughs) Not... not, Oh, let's see. I don't have a paycheck to to eat. This is not good. This is... I, just contrast that to uh, what did make this country so prosperous, did open up all these opportunities, is the reason why virtually all the innovation in the world comes from this country. It's combination of fear and opportunity. Fear and reward when you produce societal value what we said here is, don't worry about that just take it easy we got you we got your kids we got your C-section where did that come from I don't even get that yeah you are entitled and lazy if you want the government to pay for your C-section feed your kid pay for your child care, pay for the pre-k pay for your community college pay for your health care yeah I'm just gonna call it. You are AOC. You're foolish if you don't understand that. Time for a break here. We gotta come. Uh, we got some messages, I should say, uh, coming your way. We come back. We got Earth, Wind and Fire tickets again. Stay with us.
17: A year like no other deserves an event like no other. So that's why DNS Diamonds and Jewelry is offering store-wide savings of 25 to 60% off during our 32nd anniversary event. Many items are reduced 50 to 60%, including stackable rings, pearl strands, and estate jewelry. Even engagement rings are reduced. A small deposit holds your selection for Christmas, or take up to 12 months to pay interest-free with approved credit. d Diamonds and Jewelry, 144 Market Street in Flowood in front of JCPenney.
11: Physical Therapy and Balance, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, wants to help you fight the fall. They are offering a free, over-the-phone fall assessment screening. Now through the end of October, the assessment will be able to determine your potential fall risk. Physical of Jackson understands the importance of good balance for independent living and want you to be able to love your life. Call Physical of Jackson at 601-487-2260 today for your free over-the-phone fall assessment
15: screening. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at Fourth and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283.
0: Catch Madison Central Jaguar football right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3 each Friday night during the season. Brought to you in part by Hawsey Insurance. Hawseyinsurance.com.
4: This is the opening agri market report. The open of the New York Cotton Exchange December cotton was up 46 to 112.07. March cotton was up 31 to 109.04. Opened at the Chicago Board of Trade: November soybeans were up eight and three quarters to 12.56 per bushel. January soybeans were up nine and a quarter to 12.67 and a half per bushel. December corn was up one and a half to 5.35 and a half per bushel. March corn was up one and a quarter to 5.44 and a quarter per bushel. At the market till December live cattle was up 20 to 130.30. February live cattle was up 27 to 134.92. November feeders up 27 to 161.87. January feeders up 27 to 161.52. And at this hour the Dow Jones is up 17 points, 34,771. I'm Dixon Williams and this is Supertalk, Mississippi, Agri News Network.
1: defense wins championships and when growing cotton a strong defense delivers the strongest yield potential. So play to win with Guard 3 Extend Flex Cotton. It offers proven insect and weed control, and it's backed by the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. Get defense that delivers without compromise. Learn more about Guard 3 Extend Flex Cotton at b3xf.com. Always read and follow IRM, grain marketing, and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Performance may vary. The formula for
0: success is a simple one. Put strong in, get strong out. That's why cotton growers looking to improve yield potential plant Delta Pine brand cotton, featuring 100 years of proven yield potential and exclusive genetics in every bag. Strong is a legacy all its own. Protect yours with
13: strong cotton from Delta Pine. Always read and follow IRM where applicable, grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions.
18: Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from three until six, right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven
0: point three. Midday's with Gerard. What? What? This is so awesome. On Super Talk Mississippi.
3: with Gerard and Rhino in the studio back with you on this. Friday, y'all. Lots of texts rolling in on the C Spire text line. Appreciate you joining the conversation. Going to try to get to most of those, if not all. We'll do our best for that. 601-879-4395 is the number that uh, you can use to send us a text on the C Spire text line. So, Uh, Let's see here. David from Lincoln County says, look into that 75 percent that want to leave as part of this great resignation. Most want to leave because of bad management. Yeah, typically uh, a person's uh, work environment, in particular their boss, is a top factor in determining uh, the, the quality of work. And their satisfaction, I should say, with their work environment, and that's nothing new. That's been around for a long time. Usually, slightly ahead of compensation, some folks are willing to put up with a whole lot of hassle for more money, which usually means they got they report to someone they don't care for. Or they just don't align with company values and culture, etc. But that's not the case here, uh, David. Just based on the report that it, it's a it really varies what folks are seeking to resign for. And it turns out the hospitality industry has the highest share of workers thinking about leaving. And a lot of a lot of the reason is just they're just looking to do something different. Uh, a, A lot of it is because we've sent everybody home, and now all the companies are jumping back in and trying to hire people, and that is causing wage inflation, substantial wage inflation, so people are opportunistic. They're looking for more money. We just discussed yesterday, the Bank of America has announced a $21 an hour minimum wage. Nobody in their company in Bank of America will make less than $21 an hour but more importantly, they institute a policy where they won't do business with any vendors, any suppliers that don't also adhere to that $21 standard. Now, some folks may say, well... They're not going to be able to buy anything from China. Uh, yeah, how is that going to work? That's true. I mean, that's, they don't get that a day, the average worker. So, And, of course, Bank of America is headquartered in Charlotte, North Carolina so it's it's not like the high cost of living one would find in central New York or New Jersey or California uh, uh Virginia around washington d c Those are the areas of the country with the highest cost of living it It's just a policy they came out with, and they think they can sustain it, and they think it's in their best business interest. I certainly respect their right to do so.
2: Do you see what's happening with raising canes? No. If you're unfamiliar with Raising Cane's, they're a chicken place that was founded, oh, I don't know how long ago it was, but it was founded in Baton Rouge, our southwesterly neighbor. They got over 500 stores across the country. They've had a labor shortage, as you would imagine, being a fast food establishment, to the point where they're sending out over 500 of their corporate staff to fill in and plug in the holes where they got did low labor.
3: I absolutely did see that. They they are sending out folks from the home office, the C-suite, are going out frying the chicken.
2: you going to have senior VPs on working the fryer.
3: That's awesome. I think that's fantastic. Uh, you know, hats off to them. They get it. That's what that's what you have to do when you're at that level in management. If uh, your team, your staff... It's, a,
2: it's, it's something that happens in just about every restaurant that I've ever talked to. To yeah. or, or been a part of, or even worked for, where if you get in the weeds and you get really busy, it's all hands on deck.
3: Yeah, no question. And if about you're
2: it. up in the chain of command, you usually have experience in
3: most of the stations. That's right. You're absolutely right. That uh, that is how it works. How it should work, in my view. But yeah, that's pretty cool. But this great resignation, it's it's a real deal. Uh, Yeah, we got some other comments, too, on this matter. We got that that, and much, much more coming up at 1137. Stephen Gagliano, the news director of Supertalk News and host of High School Scoreboard Show. At 1205, Ryan Miller, the executive director of the Office of Workforce Development, will join us on the program. And a giveaway for some Earth, Wind, and Fire tickets later on. We'll step aside for Super Talk News, Fox News right here. Rhino and I will be right back. Middays will continue.
0: For Ole Miss Sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni Street Pros,
19: 601-345-8090. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. Two journalists from the Philippines and Russia share the 2021 Nobel Peace Prize. Maria Ressa started the news website Rappler in the Philippines.
11: Independent journalism holding power to account. Never been as important as it is
19: today. She's free on bail, appealing a six year prison sentence for libel. The other honoree is Dmitry Muratov. He founded an independent newspaper in Russia. It's the second day of a search for a three year old boy missing in Plantersville, Texas. Christopher Ramirez's mother says she was unpacking the car after a shopping trip Wednesday afternoon for about two minutes.
12: A neighbor told her that
2: she had saw her son chasing their dog down the road. So when she
20: got that information, She took off running in the direction that the neighbor had told her that the dog
19: went. She couldn't find him in the woods. The dog returned home that evening. Elon Musk announces he's moving the headquarters for his electric car company Tesla from California to Austin, Texas. America's listening to Fox News.
7: Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com.
16: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The FBI has been instructed to mobilize against parents involved in conflicts that erupt during school board meetings. State Auditor Shad White believes parents have the right to shape their kids'
21: education. Laws are already in place. You already have the right to investigate if somebody goes nuts. So investigate the ones that are nuts, but don't make broad, generalized statements about yep. your parents being engaged in this debate about what their children are being taught. Steven Utraska is the
16: director of the Mississippi Chapter of Americans for Prosperity.
12: We don't you know, necessarily work in this area, but uh, we do believe in limited government, and limited government is at the local level, and so we don't need the feds coming yeah. in after you because you speak <laughs> up at your local school board.
16: Harrison County residents are being warned about a potential jury scam. If you receive a call from someone who says you've missed jury duty and are asked to pay a fine over the phone, hang up. For more information, find us online at supertalk.fm.
7: Typically, we here at Keep Mississippi Beautiful like to share positive news with you, but not today. Litter is on the rise in our state, and we need your help. Please put trash in its proper place and make sure you aren't accidentally littering items from the back of your truck. Protect the road, secure your load, because trash blows. Do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org.
16: A 16-year-old West Point High student is being charged as an adult for attempted murder. According to WCBI, Austin Hill, unprovoked, walked up to a car and stabbed the victim with a hunting knife. His bond is set at $150,000.
22: It continues to be a strong week for economic development. Plum Creek Environmental in West Point has become the third Mississippi company this week to announce an expansion as they'll create 50 new jobs to meet an increase in demand. The company will also occupy an additional 60,000-square-foot facility where they'll manufacture waste and recycling containers, among other equipment. Tyson Foods and General Atomics announced expansions earlier this week.
16: If you test positive for COVID, ask for the monoclonal antibody treatment, which is available at nearly 250 facilities across the state. State Health Officer, Dr. Thomas Dobbs, says the treatment has prevented almost 3,000 hospitalizations since June. I'm Kelly Bennett.
12: Hey, this is Steven with Americans for Prosperity, Mississippi. Do you know how your legislators really voted on the issues that impact you and your family every day? Often, our elected officials campaign on defending your rights and liberties, yet they vote for special interest and irresponsible policies. See how your legislators voted at ScorecardMS.com to hold them accountable and encourage them to continue advancing the cause of liberty in Mississippi. Paid for by Americans for Prosperity.
11: Nothing serves up healthy happiness like a plate of Mississippi pork. Looking for a dish that's high in protein? Try tender pork sirloin, packed with 24 grams of protein and only 173 calories per serving. Or how about mouthwatering pork loin with 22 grams of protein and only 122 calories per serving? And the taste will have your family begging for more. This message brought to you by the Mississippi Pork Producers Association and the National Pork Board Checkoff.
3: back with you. Appreciate you joining us today. Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this Friday, y'all. Well, yesterday on social media, I got called out because when we returned from this was a passerby through the state that was tuned in. (laughs) It is my habit when we return. I typically say, welcome back, everyone. I got called out because I don't say, welcome back, y'all. This person <laughs> indicated that I, I could promote the state better by using the word y'all as a kind of a brand.
2: <laughs> Just end every segment with,
3: y'all come back, now you're here. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Some folks got too much time on their hands. We need to play the sticks tune. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Crazy stuff. Our boss runs uh, the pressure washer in the back alley, cleans out drains or anything else to keep this operation running, and you can't help but appreciate someone like that you work for. That's Philip in Brookhaven.
2: Yeah, I was thinking about that Raising Cane story, and you, you... You're probably going to have one of two takes on it if you're working back a house and all of a sudden here comes a senior VP to work alongside you. You're either going to be like, oh, well, I better mind my P's and Q's, or, hey, you finally get to see what my life's like.
3: (laughs) You know, I've known of companies that have swapped hats
2: before. I think they made a whole TV show about that
3: at one point. I think that's right.
2: Secret boss or something like yeah,
3: that? Yeah. It, and it's actually pretty good. And they uh, some are better than others, uh, for sure. The one I remember is the CEO of one of the big cruise lines that went out on the cruise ships and was installed at a fairly low level <laughs> and wasn't doing some of the, the, uh, the cleaning tasks up to the standard. And, and the boss jumped on him pretty bad, which was great. Uh, you know, having been the founder and the chief executive of a decent-sized company, you know, I understand it. And and my principle and policy always was to never ask anybody to do anything that I e- either hadn't done or wouldn't be willing to do. And now, fortunately, we didn't have that many sorts of situations. It It generally... When we had that, a little bit of a, an exception to sort of the normal workload, it was usually if we needed someone to work overtime or perhaps on a weekend or stay late. And whenever that occurred, I usually felt so bad about it, I, I'd go up there. Even though I couldn't do anything, I'd, I'd kind of be around myself, uh, which I usually was anyhow. Uh, I don't know. Just because I wanted them to feel like I'm not asking you to do something that is not totally essential, and I value what you're doing so much, I, I'm going to hang in there with you in case you need anything. So I, I think I think you'll find that most successful, quality businesses you'll you'll find that same sort of attitude amongst uh, senior level staff. You know, a lot of people maybe don't think too highly of jeff bezos and i talk about him because it, his story is remarkable honestly and he he talks about uh i've seen him talk before about when he got started how everybody said you know that e-commerce stuff just doesn't have a chance and he would personally deliver the the uh the goods to the fedex drop off point and his you know, little old rundown pickup. Pile them all in himself. Do all the paperwork and so forth. So well,
2: you got to remember when he started Amazon, it was back in the days of don't put your credit card on the internet. They're going to take it from you.
3: That's right. There was lots of legitimate concerns about uh, credit card privacy. I mean, it's still a concern, but it's way better than it than it has been. With we talked about that yesterday with the two factor authentication as an example and. Uh, another example of two-factor authentication with your credit card is you put your credit card number in, and that's verified along with your birth date, uh, excuse me, not your birth date, <laughs> your expiration date, and um, and what's the other piece of information? Zip Everman? code. Yeah, sometimes. Security zip code. code. Yeah, and then it's the security code, which is on the rear of the card, which generally would require physical possession of the card. And there's other kinds of two-factor authentication as well, but I'm just really making the point that you're right, that has evolved quite a bit. And is that not, though, Rhino, something that we've talked about a lot? These are technical problems that ultimately get worked out. At first, that was a problem. People said, that'll never make it, just like they told Bezos, because we can't figure out a way to secure folks' credit cards. Those are technical problems. They get worked out.
2: How much is PayPal worth nowadays? A bunch. They figured it out. They, they were one of the first. Out.
3: Yeah, exactly right. They were one of the first. And there's a number of other companies that specialize. It's a growing industry. The uh, The BNPL industry, as it is referred to with an acronym, Buy Now, Pay Later. Now PayPal's in it. I think Venmo's getting in it.
2: Oh, what was the company? They had a Super Bowl commercial with the... The lady riding the four little horses, where you
3: break it into four easy payments. Yeah, you're right about that. That's a buy now, pay later. costs nothing, if you, depending on the, the terms you select. But how cool is that? So you give them your credit card, and what they do is go out and check your account to make sure you're, you're pretty good at paying your bills, and they look at your average balances, and you authorize all that. And they say, okay, you're, we think you're good for this. Here's a BNPL. I use it regularly. I just I've always been a person that believes in hey, if they're going to if if they're going to essentially let me spread this payment out over time, I don't have to do it, but I I like to keep my money as long as I can and maybe try to make a little money off that money and it doesn't cost me anything to do it. I'm on board with that. I think that's pretty cool. So, uh, what That's a novel, innovative, growing industry that is good for the retailers who are selling the products. Because a lot of people say, well, I'm not going to put $200 out right now to buy that good, but, oh, $50 a month? No interest for four months? I'm on board with that. And you can just do it instantly. That's how QVC got so many people hooked. All the payments, the payment plans. You're exactly right about that. What's you can
2: have this thousand dollar tennis bracelet for easy payments of nineteen ninety nine a month for the yeah, rest of your life.
3: For the rest of your life, and you look at the number they're selling; it's like forty thousand in ten minutes. Just went out. That's it's great. I, I love it. This is fantastic. This is just good technology, good stuff. And this is this is the way you. This is how innovators contribute to society and expand the economy. Not government, but what's AOC focused on? C-sections. I still can't figure that one out. Can somebody tell me out there, can you guys tell me, what is the government paying for C-sections? Where did that come from? I don't get it. But yet, that's like a human right (laughs) now.
2: Well, Democrats do believe that health, especially women's health is somehow in the constitution.
3: No, not women's health, dang it. You can't say that. No, that's the, the beautiful part of all of this. The
2: same exact party that is trying to tell you, no no no, no no no, there's not there's not just two genders. There's like 75 of them and you get to pick from the from the variety. But women's health is of top priority. <laughs>
3: Oh, what a complex web we weave here. <laughs> Women's health's a top priority, but you can't say one.
2: <laughs> Welcome to the Democrat Party in 2021.
3: Because a male may need a C-section, right? Obviously.
2: <laughs> About as much as I need my insurance to cover prenatal vitamins. <laughs> Thanks, Obamacare.
3: Oh, my gosh. How crazy is all that stuff? Oh, you know, old Senator Kristen Cinema—they won't leave that poor lady alone, will they? They're chasing her still. We got some sound to play for you uh, when we come back. I think you'll enjoy, <laughs> including a little quip from her upon her being addressed uh, by the uh, would-be leftist activist that's chasing her down the street. A little too much time on my hands. The Rhino got the all-hit request from Styx. What a great tune that is! Bumping us out of this segment. We'll come right back with Midday's. Don't forget, we got E W and F tickets to give away, and our own Stephen Gogliano's in the studio at 11:37. Stay with us. Midday's will return. Yeah.
12: Jones Sign Company would like to salute all healthcare and first responders for putting
7: your life on the line to help so many. You are the true heroes. Johnny Jones and the crew salute you. Thank you from Jones Sign Company.
17: Hi, this is Mark Shapley of MM Shapley Steakhouse.
1: The Gallo Radio Show is brought to you in part by Trust Care, where you'll find a team of
7: experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. Trust Care. Feel better, faster.
1: we here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Supertalk Jackson 97.3.
3: Welcome back everyone, middays. Oh, so before we went to break, we uh, shared with you that Senator Kristen Cinema from the great state of Arizona, she is she has been targeted by leftist activists. They followed her into the bathroom last week at Arizona State University, demanding that she get on board with free (laughs) c-sections. All the various government giveaways, including amnesty. Well, we've got some sound for you here where she's walking down the street, best I can tell from the video, with a, a handler, and uh, someone is tracking her. They're tracking her everywhere now. That's pretty clear, and they're recording it on video. And once again, they're bludgeoning her. Here we go.
4: Oh. And it went up and they went up to, oh. to bring them back. So we call that the mail shuttle. I love
6: it. I love it. Hi. Thank you. Hi there. Hi, Congresswoman. Um, are you gonna? Who are you gonna leave out um, for the for the Build Back Better Biden agenda? Can you talk with us? Please today, Congresswoman, Senator, Senator Sinema, would you please tell um, the majority of Americans who support Build Back Better why you won't vote for it? Who are you going to leave behind? Seniors who need healthcare, folks who need housing, the climate crisis. Who are you going to leave behind, Senator?
3: Congresswoman. <laughs> So, folks, if it's not obvious, it, it the uh, let me set the the scene for you. It's this person that's asking the questions is walking behind the senator on the sidewalk. Uh, the senator is not facing her, so this person is facing her her back, her rear, and and she's of course badgering her with these questions. Who are you going to leave behind, Congresswoman? She says it a couple of times, and then finally, cinema says. Senator
2: <laughs> It's golden. The one word she uttered to the lady. <laughs>
3: That's the only one. I don't blame her. You idiot. So you're approaching a U.S senator <laughs> about policy that you want her to get behind and you don't know she's a U.S Senator. Soros, you got to do better than that. <laughs> That's just, who are you gonna leave behind? So, again, that's the AOC view of government. The AOC view of government is it exists to essentially spread the wealth. Who are you going to leave behind? Seniors who need health care. And I'm not being flippant or insensitive to seniors who need health care. It's just a question of how is that best provided and delivered through government that's just proven to be a failure. And so now, by the way, Rhino, all of these activists that are chasing cinema and mansion, trying to get them to sign on and support this gigantic socialism bill, they always put the hashtag now, cut the Pentagon. <laughs> hashtag, cut the Pentagon. And that's just another grossly misunderstood concept and data point about federal spending. The The left wants you to believe that, oh, if we just got rid of all that military spending, we could give free health care and free child care and free pre-K and free community college and free family leave. Free, 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 free.
2: Yeah, attached to this one, they're upset that uh, Senator Cinema. Secured $5.3 billion for the building of 60 F-35 Joint Strike Fighter aircraft. Oh. Okay. They've been out of shape over $5 billion. So Can they do the math and figure out what percentage that is of $3.5
3: No. And so for perspective, and let me preface this, there's waste, there's unnecessary spending in the Department of Defense, I'm all for getting rid of it. But there's also things we need, I think, in the Department of Defense to keep the world from blowing up, that maybe some of that money needs to be reallocated. But it amounts to about 20%, a little less than 20% of total federal spending does the military, but if you check the Constitution, That's one of the primary purposes of government. There is no country unless it's maintained safe from its adversaries, from its enemies. And there are folks out there right now scheming and plotting and trying to figure out a way to intrude our borders and blow stuff up. There ain't no doubt about it. And Biden's exit, totally mishandled exit, from Afghanistan, I think, has paved the way for that. It's created an environment that would facilitate such planning, such activity. But nonetheless, if you cut the entire Department of Defense, just for perspective, this country would still produce a deficit. Get rid of the entire Department of Defense, no military. And again, I'm not defending every dime that is spent and allocated to the military. I'm simply saying that the math that is not understood by these people. oh yeah, if we just cut defense, we could have all of these social programs It's simply not true. mathematically, it is untrue and that's the that's the main point I'm trying to make here is is that None of these people want to dig into that level of detail. It ain't that big of a a sophisticated complex thing, really. It's pretty straightforward to understand when you look at how our money is spent. But they just don't, I don't know, they just don't seem to want to recognize that and speak the truth. So, I get it. They're mad because she signed off on some F-35s. And instead of Sending everybody with a child three hundred bucks a month, and the, and the crazy thing about all those social programs that we talked about in the program, uh, I think last week, is that there are a lot of folks whose income is way above the uh, even the middle class level that still qualify for these benefits. You make four hundred grand a year, you still get some money from the government for your children. I just I don't get it. I don't get the logic behind all that. And it's it's disturbing at a minimum, but that's the world view that so many of these people have. That's their view of government. Huh. Mm-hmm. Why should the government pay for any health care other than veterans? That's on the ceasefire text line. Yeah, that's that's a good question. And the the reality is from a strictly from a spending perspective. We spend about thirty-three percent of uh, of federal spending is devoted to health care between Medicaid and Medicare. Now I know folks will say I paid into my Medicare. I I hear you. I have too. I understand that. But the the reality is, if you look at the Medicare Trust Fund and and pour through some of those reports, you'll see that the spending on Medicare per Medicare recipient dramatically exceeds the amount you pay in, plus the premiums, plus the interest. It's just out of control. and The reason is because we're getting older as a population, we live longer, there's way more health care available than ever. In the old days, well, you're just going to have to die, and today it's, no, for a couple of million dollars, we can keep you alive a little longer. Who's going to figure out, who's going to play God, figure out yes or no? So you look at all those factors and the thing's upside down. That's why the trust fund is scheduled to run out of money in about three years. You don't even hear them talking about that. Rather than trying to imp, uh, inject some solvency into those programs that already exist, we're talking about new programs. You don't ever hear them talking about that. These things are going to crash. Social Security and Medicare, if some action is not taken. That's just mathematical financial reality. We're going to stay on it, though. We got a break right here on middays. And when we come back, Stephen Gagliano, the news director of Super Talk News and the host. Of the high school scoreboard show here on Super Talks, going to join us in the studio. Stay with us.
10: Insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass. Venable glass. They'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass, open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at VenableGlass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services, 601-605-4443.
17: You're like no other deserves an event like no other. So that's why DNS Diamonds and Jewelry is offering storewide savings of 20 to 60% off during our 32nd anniversary event. Many items are reduced 50 to 60%, including stackable rings, pearl strands, and estate jewelry. Even engagement rings are reduced. A small deposit holds your selection for Christmas, or take up to 12 months to pay interest-free with approved credit. V&S Diamonds and Jewelry, 144 Market Street in Flowood, in front of JCPenney.
0: Catch Madison Central Jaguar football right here on Super Supertalk Jackson 97.3 each Friday night during the season. Brought to you in part by List for Less. Go to buyhomeswithsusan.com.
15: It's a sale over four decades in the making.
1: Miss Kelly's 43rd anniversary sale. Get up to $300 off our everyday low prices. Plus,
15: take 60 months to pay with no down payment. Furniture trends have changed a lot since 1978, but Miskelly's never goes out of style. Stay on trend and on budget with this amazing anniversary offer. Up to $300 off plus 60 months to pay with no down payment at all Miskelly's locations.
16: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The FBI has been instructed to mobilize against parents involved in conflicts that erupt during school board meetings. State Auditor Shad White believes parents have the right to shape their
21: kids' education. Laws are already in place. You already have the right to investigate if somebody goes nuts. So investigate the ones that are nuts, but don't make broad, generalized statements about yep. your parents being engaged in this debate about what their children are being taught. Stephen Utraska
16: is the director of the Mississippi Chapter of Americans for Prosperity.
12: We don't you know, necessarily work in this area, but uh, we do believe in limited government. And limited government is at the local level. And so we don't need the feds coming yeah. in after you because you speak <laughs> up at your local school board.
16: Harrison County residents are being warned about a potential jury scam. If you receive a call from someone who says you've missed jury duty and you're asked to pay a fine over the phone, hang up. For more information, find us online at supertalk.fm.
18: Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi, and I want to tell you about something new on the show. You know how much we love to grill and how much we love to talk about it. You're the exact same way, and so are our friends at Polk's Meat. So now every Friday at 520, we'll have some fun with Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll talk about our favorite way to grill their delicious Polk's Original, Polk's Cajun, and Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausages, as well as other barbecue favorites. It's Food Fridays at 520. No butts about it, folks. Picky people pick
20: Polk's. What's my core value? Equity. Compassion. Compassion. Determination. At AmeriCorps, my commitment to equity gives every student a strong start. My compassion brings
12: food and friendship to neighbors in need.
6: My determination protects parks in my community. Every day, AmeriCorps members and volunteers live their values to make communities stronger. What's at your core? Learn more at AmeriCorps.gov.
0: Come on. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. All
1: right, we are back.
0: On Super Talk, Mississippi.
3: everyone that'll get your juices going here on this Friday (laughs) y'all (laughs) y'all I hope whomever the the passer through the state is listening today so they can pick up on the uh, (laughs) the the (laughs) y'all I mean of all the things you (laughs) squawk about I thought that one was kind of weird People upset that you say y'all? Oh, yeah, on uh, social media. No, no, that I don't. (laughs) Oh, that you don't. Yeah, because my (laughs) kind of typical, uh, I guess, retort, uh, I shouldn't say retort, refrain when I welcome people back is I say, welcome back to the show, everyone. And he's got to start saying y'all. He said I need to say, welcome back, (laughs) y'all.
22: <laughs> people find people find incredible things to get mad at. That's what I found
3: during my time in this industry. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I, we were just trying to figure out where folks get the time. Uh, Stephen Gagliano, by the way, is in the studio. In case you didn't know, he's a news director here at Super Talk News and the host of the High School Scoreboard Show. Where do they have the time to come up with this stuff to just, like, throw these shots out at? Which is fine. I just laughed at it, honestly.
22: Yeah. You've got to have other stuff going on in your life to get mad at before you get upset that someone else isn't saying y'all to welcome back a segment or a guest or something like that. But, hey, to each their own. Thank you for listening. I guess is
3: the uh, the response. Yeah, that's kind of the deal, uh, and that's fine. You look, you you sit in this chair, and you're heard by so many people that are uh, folks not in your orbit. You you know you're subject to uh, a little praise and a little yep. criticism. And that's what we fine. do. That's we put, what we do. Yeah, we put ourselves out there. Yeah, I mean that's cool. I don't I don't mind that. I just kind of laughed about it. Yeah. honestly, like okay, well, <laughs> anyhow. So uh, first, you got uh, you got a lot of stuff to talk about because we're in the midst, as they say, of the high school football season. We got some games uh, teed up yes. for this evening that are of interest.
22: Yeah, and you know it's it's been a while. You guys have been out at remotes different yeah. Fridays and stuff. So getting back in here, uh, we're well into region play now. It's the exciting time of the season where you had teams get off to some slow starts here and there and. Now, region play is that chance for them to kind of hit the reset button, and this is when it matters. This is when it matters for for playoff seeding and, and all that kind of stuff. So, the biggest game tonight is Starkville and Tupelo, starting in Region 2 of 6A, probably pound for pound, and we've talked about this before, the strongest region in the entire state in any classification. And adding Tupelo and Oxford to that region this year only made things a whole lot tougher. So... Starkville is undefeated coming into this game. Tupelo five and one. They just lost their first game last week to Oxford, twenty-two to six. So Starkville, I think, has the edge in this one just from an offensive standpoint. Tupelo uh, only put up six points against Oxford last week with kind of a two quarterback system that they're they're rolling out there. Starkville playing really well at six and zero, uh, and a couple of those I think were forfeit wins early in the season, but. You know, nevertheless, Starkville is always going to be one of your top teams sure. in 6A. So, you got that. You've got Madison Central at Clinton, kind of a local rivalry here. Madison Central, their one loss was to Starkville, and that that win for Starkville kind of put them in the driver's seat. But Madison Central still one of the top teams in 6A. And then Oak Grove and Meridian is a really intriguing one. Meridian, you know, a couple down seasons in years past, but four and two right now and and playing really good football and they've got a running back that you know each week has multiple touchdowns had three last week and a loss to Pearl but uh, Meridian playing really good uh, so far this season and so that those are kind of your main 6a games uh, I've the way I've, I've structured this in my notes I always just go six through through one but down in 5a uh, and I believe uh, you have a connection uh, at Ridgeland High School, but uh, Neshoba Nashoba Central undefeated, playing at Ridgeland tonight. A really big game, big game. Yeah. yeah, big game. Ridgeland, uh, you know they've they lost a lot of big pieces from that team last year. Their quarterback, a wide receiver that went to to you know D one programs. but yeah. they've been able to sustain a really high level so far. Four and one this year, like I mentioned. And then Neshoba Central, they lost one of the best running backs in the state from last year, Jarquez Hunter, who's at Auburn now, yep. and playing meaningful snaps there. But Neshoba Central still 6-0. and Their quarterback, Eli Anderson, is playing really well. Uh, so that one should be a really high-scoring matchup tonight, I think, yeah. between Neshoba Central and Ridgeland. The Rockets. Yeah. I may actually go, uh, go catch that one. It's you know real close yeah. by. I can get back here for the show. The show doesn't start until 10. So that may be a, a really fun one. You've got Picayune and East Central. Picayune has been probably your top offense in the entire (laughs) state the last few years. Uh, And, you know, it's waiting to see if someone in 4A or region 4 of 5A, excuse me, can kind of challenge them in there. Uh, Moving down to 4A, you've got Poplarville and Lawrence County. Uh, Poplarville's defense is led by a Mississippi State commit at linebacker, Khalid Moore, I believe, is his name playing really well, so Poplarville kind of leading the way in, in Region 7 of 4A. You've also got West Lauderdale and Kosciuszko, two teams. Uh, West Lauderdale at 5-1, and Kosciuszko at 4-2, and two, a big matchup. In 3A, a couple of undefeated teams both in the same region. Uh, you've got Clarkdale at 6-0 and o, and then Enterprise Clark at 6-0 and o as well. They're not playing each other tonight, but uh, Clarkdale is playing Morton and then Enterprise Clark. Uh, that has frozen up on my notes, so I'll I'll try to find uh, who that who they're playing tonight uh, mm. if we've got time here at the end. Uh, Northside at Charleston in two A. Northside has I mentioned Picayune as the the state's top offense the last few years. Northside has been the state's top defense last year. They only played a few games. I, towards the end of the season they were one of the teams that opted out kind of early. But uh, you know the last few years they've averaged. I think 6 or 7 points giving up on defense. So mm. really really a strong unit and they'll play at Charleston tonight. In 1A you've got Mick Evans at 4 and 1 at Simmons who's 5 and 0. So two of your kind of 1A powerhouses this year. Who we thought probably was going to be Taylorsville in 1A just dropping down from 2A where they had been so dominant moving down to 1A, but they've struggled so far this season. And uh, I, that's what the loss of Ty Keys will do to you, who's now in Hattiesburg. Yeah. Uh, hurt this weekend, though. So they'll, they'll be starting their third different quarterback mm. this year for the Golden Eagles. So mm. tough there. But uh, also a couple big games in private school ball. You've got PCS at MRA. MRA has a receiver named Davis Dalton. Uh, I gave the advice to Caleb who calls in, he's on the call for PCS I told him to relay this message to the team, cover Davis Dalton Uh, that that needs to be in PCS's game plan this weekend, or tonight I guess, last week he had I think it was 338 yards and 4 touchdowns, so you know, just a really, really great receiver for MRA, they're such a talented team and, and they picked up a big win over Jackson Prep last week uh, Greenville Christian, the team that we've mentioned as one of the top teams in the entire state, whether it's private or public school, uh, their game tonight actually got canceled, which is disappointing. Okay. Uh, they were playing a team from, uh, from Tennessee, and they said it would be a player safety issue because they had so many players hurt. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to speculate, but they're yeah. one and five, and maybe they just didn't want to play the best mm. team in the state of Mississippi. So, a, a couple of really good games. Oh, you've also then got Jackson Academy, who's five and two at Hartfield, who's seven and zero. Oh. Hartfield's a team that can potentially challenge, you know, the MRAs, the Jackson Prep, the Jackson Academies, uh, and they're showing that so far this season at seven and zero. Oh. So, yeah. those are kind of your your main games for tonight. A, a Where's really good the Starville game? The Starkville game is at Tupelo. At Tupelo, yes. And then uh, I believe the other piece of news hmm. that uh, that we wanted to hit on um, is something that uh, you know we, I know you guys talk a lot about the labor shortage, yeah. and uh, I had no idea that that would extend to high school referees. Yeah. That uh, that has altered the final two weeks of the regular season in Mississippi high school football. Yeah. Uh, on October 28th, which is a Thursday, the regular season finales for 2A. 3A and 4A will be played and then all of your remaining classifications 1A, 5A and 6A will play as scheduled on Friday and then the next week they'll flip-flop. And that's that's in an effort to make sure that every game has enough officials and you know that no one has to to be short of an official because wow. you know that just that wouldn't be good. <laughs> I wonder what's the cause of that. I don't know. And uh again, I Right now, COVID, it's still just the accepted answer for everything. Of, yeah. Oh, it's a labor shortage because of COVID. But I don't know why that would extend to to, to high school officiating. So oh, yeah. if you're out there and you're listening and you want to help with this, the, the MHSAA has, has it up on their website, the, the application to become an official. And, you know, they could really use you. So hmm. it's, it's going to be an interesting last two weeks of the regular season. It sure.
3: is. And then on to the playoffs. Yes. It'll yeah. be here before we know it. Uh, what about any cancellations tonight as a result of COVID? Are you aware of any? None that I'm aware of, and we've actually done really well with that so far
22: this season. I've been pleasantly surprised
3: by that. Good to hear. Stephen. thanks so much for coming in and giving us the rundown, and, and uh, always enjoy the uh, high school scoreboard show later on tonight. Absolutely. 10 o'clock to 1130. Sounds good. We'll be right back after a break right here on Middays. Y'all come back now, here. Yeah?
15: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny conditions for your finally Friday, high near 89. Tonight, clear skies, low around 65. Your Saturday brings sunny conditions, high near 90 degrees. Saturday evening, partly cloudy, low around 66. Your Sunday, sunny conditions, high near 89. And for your Monday, mostly sunny, high near 87. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gull Sports Cafe, the Philly Cheese Steak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again,
6: 769-208-8283.
11: I'm Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. I'm here to help you with anywhere you might need a bathroom. Because when you gotta go, you gotta go. Please call us at 601-879-3969 or look us up, gottagorentals.com.
4: This is the midday agri market report. In a long, wide ranging hearing on Thursday on livestock markets, Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack touched on several issues as lawmakers wanted assurances about the USDA's protections against African swine fever, the state of disaster aid, and view on tax policies. One of the main topics, however, was how the USDA will expand meat processing capacity. Agricultural Secretary Tom Vilsack updated the lawmakers Thursday on the department's plans to expand the meat processing capacity while the chairman of the house ag committee indicated he expects to extend the current livestock mandatory price reporting act for another full year while well, looking at livestock market issues velsec testified about multiple usda programs involving more than 750 million dollars in recovery plan funds to expand local and regional packer capacity i'm dixon williams and this is super talk mississippi agri-news network
20: What's impressive about Pioneer's corn development? I'm here in York County, Nebraska. I'm on the side of the road. It's dark, pitch black, except for one thing. Well, off in the distance, about a quarter mile away, something is lit up. Can you hear it? That's Boreas, one of Pioneer's mobile wind machines. It looks like some mashup of a transformer and a high highboy sprayer. And it can generate wind forces exceeding 100 miles per hour. It's like a tornado on wheels. Pioneer uses this machine to test its corn hybrids for standability. These tests are one of the reasons Pioneer has seen improved stock strength and root scores year after year. Boreas, one of the things that makes Pioneer, Pioneer. You'll hear more from me later. For now, let your local Pioneer sales representative hear from you.
11: To good things with me, Rebecca Turner, it's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi
9: talking. Now, on to the real part.
20: Dino-mite.
0: On Super Talk Mississippi.
3: days bumping us into this segment good stuff there now look y'all I want y'all to know I'm not opposed to using the word y'all y'all just got to understand where y'all stand on this (laughs) I ain't never given no care no how
2: (laughs) he all said he all didn't want no sweet tea
3: (laughs) oh my gosh well, the president that somebody didn't like that either, did they? <laughs> Joe Biden he's addressing the dismal September jobs report, and of course he's in that fake studio they got made for him, <laughs> and the backdrop has got build back better plastered all over it.
2: Do they still have the blooming flowers outside the fake window? <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, geez. Good,
2: nice, big springtime <laughs> blooms on October the 8th.
3: <laughs> At the White House there. So, on the C Spire text line, Hey, Mr. Gerard, would you believe it would make more sense to cut out funding to pay all these dependents for not being an adult not adding value to society? The Bible even says, if you don't work, you don't eat. Would it not be better to put that money towards infrastructure to pay for better roadways, bridges, and so forth? Would that not help cut out the need for all this increasing the debt ceiling and so forth?" Well, that's uh, yeah, a lot to unpack there. A couple of things is, yeah, I do not support expansion of government welfare and uh, and, and government programs, these so, so-called safety net programs. Uh, I don't support that. I think we have enough. I support policy that would promote uh, job creation and upward mobility and economic vitality, and I think that comes from lower regulation and lower taxes and less government in general. And I'm for cutting all wasteful spending, but even in doing so, the fact is we've got these two monoliths in the form of Social Security and Medicare that are a drain right now, and they're going to continue to drain unless they are addressed. That's just a fact, and there's nobody wants to talk about it. It's the so-called third rail of politics. It ain't going away, and people rightfully expect benefits having paid in their working life. But it's a These are poorly conceived, poorly structured, poorly designed programs that are not sustainable, and the can has been kicked down the road for decades. But now, as they say, the uh, chickens are coming home to roost, and it's going to be a problem. But nobody's talking about it. Yet, we're all talking about how to expand more programs, which aren't sustainable either using all this accounting gimmickry, oh, we'll just throw that one in there for a couple of years. And, and I know we, we've talked about this over and over again, and I apologize for for repeating it, but it's important to understand that and to know that when they talk about creating these programs and saying it's only $3.5 trillion and it's all paid for and all that stuff, they're not being honest in disclosing that, well, that's because we only put these programs up for a couple of years and, and then they go away, which, which is how we've calculated the spending without disclosing the truth, which is these things are never going away. And the spending is considerably higher. And then it is not paid for. And then it is not free. It's not zero. Somebody's hitting the hip and paying. And even that which is not covered in the form of additional taxes, which, by the way, never generate the revenue they say they will. Never. That will be covered in the form of more money printing, which equals inflation. And everybody is suffering from that right now. In fact, there are reports leaking that the White House is extremely concerned about $100 a barrel oil on the horizon. It's about 78 79 right now, I think, last I checked, a barrel. And you know what it costs you at the pump now So just imagine adding another 30% to that, 30% on what you're paying today. That's where we're headed. That's where we're headed. So what's their solution? Always the solution you hear over and over and over again. Open up that strategic petroleum reserve, our safety net, our reserves in the event, God help us, God forbid, of some sort of military conflict. That's the purpose. Of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Let's open that up and release the oil. From well, we've there. already
2: proven this administration isn't very good at strategery.
3: That's very, very good point, for sure. Isn't that what Man. Bush called it? Strategery. strategery. Yes. <laughs> we've got a break. It's uh, noon here in Mississippi. So we've got Super Talk News, Fox News coming your way. When we return, Ryan Miller, the Executive Director of the Office of Workforce Development. And then Earth, Wind, and Fire tickets we got to give away later on in the program. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
0: You're listening to WFMN, Flora Jackson.
3: Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree
0: professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at Barone'sTreePros.com.
19: Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. It's a week, monthly jobs report from the Labor Department. Just 194,000 jobs added in September. Labor Secretary Marty Walsh tells Fox Business.
24: There's a, a lot going on in the economy. We're still uh, dealing with a pandemic.
19: Uh, we're still dealing with the, the Delta variant. The unemployment rate fell from 5.2% to 4.8% with more people dropping out of the workforce. That participation rate is 61.6%, lower than before the coronavirus pandemic started. Eight county school districts in Florida are losing some state funding for violating a ban on mask mandates for coronavirus protection. One of those districts
18: is Miami-Dade. Alberto Carvalho is superintendent.
23: The law allows parents to make
0: decisions about their own child, but does not afford the right to harm another.
18: Though the state now says they can and will withhold funding from these districts, earlier this week the state docked the Broward County school system, more than $420,000.
19: Fox is Evan Brown. America is listening to Fox News.
1: As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today.
15: No drip roofing in construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, no drip roofing in construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051.
16: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A couple of recent cases out of Yellow Belusia County show an unfortunate pattern. State Auditor Shad White says they're seeing embezzlement and theft of funds that are intended for some of the neediest
21: people in Mississippi. One involved a former sheriff who is accused of embezzling funds from a program designed to help prisoners. And in the other case, we had an individual who worked at Yalabusha General Hospital, one of our rural hospitals in Mississippi, who is embezzling funds that were intended to go to things like nurses' salaries.
16: In a ruling filed Monday, a judge said Biloxi and Harrison County are within their rights to construct a pier at Veterans Avenue. Secretary of State Michael Watson disagrees with that decision. He's filed an appeal requesting a review before the state Supreme Court. Watson argues that the ruling is inconsistent with existing law and prior court decisions. For Super Supertalk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett.
8: Go with the home team.
14: What does Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation do for Mississippi?
10: Our goal was to create opportunities for Mississippi farmers and ranchers to have a better life and make a better living. We offer education and safety programs, create scholarship opportunities, and provide health resources for our members, not to mention our agricultural advocacy efforts. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org.
16: Old Miss takes on Arkansas tomorrow as both teams look to bounce back from blowout losses a week ago. The Razorbacks were shut out in Athens last week, but Lane Kiffin knows that they'll have their hands full with quarterback KJ Jefferson.
9: Yeah, it's made big plays uh, with play action or kind of trick double move type plays and obviously runs the ball really well and I don't know what he weighs. He looks like he weighs 250, so you know that's a that's an issue tackling this guy and bringing him down.
16: This game is also a chance at redemption for Ole Miss quarterback Matt Corral, who threw six interceptions during last year's matchup. Kickoff in Oxford is set for 11. In Hattiesburg, Southern Miss head coach Will Hall announced that Jake Lang will make his first career start against UTEP after a string of injuries.
1: We lost three quarterbacks. You know we lost Jack Walker. And we lost Trey Lowe. And now we lost T. It is what it is. Nobody's feeling sorry for us. I'm not feeling sorry for us. Kickoff
16: Saturday is at 6 p.m. I'm Kelly Bennett.
8: This is Jake Mangum for Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. One of the most underrated attributes in baseball is determination. It's one thing to want to do something and another altogether to get it done. That's why I love the team at Farm Bureau. They get the job done every single time. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit FabRates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. At Pearl River Resort Casino, we're keeping it real safe for our employees and guests.
5: Electrostatic Spray.
18: Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State, every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: Welcome to the show that challenges you to to think deeply and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: everyone. You are tuned in to Middays here Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this Friday, y'all. Joining us now in the studio, Ryan Miller, the Executive Director of the Office of Workforce Development. Thanks for coming in today, Ryan. Always good to see you. It is a
24: pleasure to be here. And, and you said it's Friday, Hallelujah, and it is a beautiful Friday, isn't that. it?
3: Awesome, unbelievable. Falls in Mississippi, uh, arguably the the best time of year weather-wise around here. October, maybe Absolutely. the best weather. Month. Oh. Bar none. It's it's fantastic. Very fortunate. we got cruising the coast going on. Great weather down there. Mississippi State Fair. I'm a
24: coast kid uh, growing up, so uh, I'm very fond of that event. And it's gotten to be just an amazing event over the years. It's incredible.
3: Perfect. They said 100,000. That's amazing. I, 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 I don't doubt
24: it I've been down there a few times where you know it is bumper to bumper for miles and miles if you want to go anywhere fast you've you've chosen the wrong weekend to do that, but
3: incredible so much fun all right, so tell us what's going on uh in your neck of the woods as they say uh over at the office of workforce development you know, we were just talking about the great resignation <laughs> going on in the country and and lots of factors figuring into that sure. folks are looking to, for work but Good grief, Ryan! Everywhere you go, you see help wanted signs.
24: Yeah, there, there's opportunities to work, and I, you know, was listening to the to to you alls show even before I came in, and obviously even just reading the news ticker before I uh, made the drive over. And uh, you know, it's it's it. This is probably one of the most complicated times, and yet there's uh, there's there's obvious solutions here. There are a lot of great jobs available. Yeah, there's a lot of great career opportunities available at, at a stone's throw from from anywhere you might live in the state. Mississippi. There's a lot of opportunities. My job in the office, with uh, the Office of Workforce Development, Accelerate Mississippi our branded uh, branded name. It's to try to get those people connected with those good jobs, get yep. those people connected to those
3: careers. And so how do you do that? What sorts of tools are available?
24: Sure, sure. Well, uh, this is, Mark's probably about the seven, I think I've been in this job seven months now. This okay. is a
3: brand new office
24: that never existed before. So if you can imagine, and you've started businesses, you've I mean, trying to start something from scratch is exciting. It's also a challenge. Yep. One of the things that we've been doing over the last seven months is is trying to get to every, every corner of the state to identify the current condition of workforce and those partners in those regions that do it well. Maybe there's room for improvement, we can always improve, but sure. th- who are those partners that, that do that well and how can we uh, develop relationships, stronger relationships uh, that from a state perspective can get resources to them to grow those opportunities for people. So uh, I think it's a matter of communicating better. I think we've got to coordinate our resources better. Yeah. Uh, the buckshot approach of trying to spend a ton of money in a t- I mean we spend over three hundred million dollars a year in workforce throughout the state of Mississippi in a variety of different agencies, hmm. organizations, and while we do some of those things well, some of those those funds go to good solid programs. I think we need to be a little bit more coordinated in our strategy as to how to move the needle. Uh, right now is a great uh, is a, <laughs> there's no better time to actually try to do that.
3: Yeah. So uh, what are you hearing from employers? What sure. are they telling you? What sort of uh, skills are they needed? It's all the above, actually, because everybody's looking for, for people and mm-hmm. the pandemic just exacerbated what was already a problem, right. honestly, before right. that. So wh- what are you hearing from them, and, and how do you sort of integrate and uh, collaborate with them and trying to fill their needs? Sure.
24: Yeah, well, and, th- and that's really the key. I think we're at a time now where industry's recognizing that their voices matter maybe more than they have ever in, yeah. in in the past. And so those industry members in fact I was meeting with uh with Empire and Stribling last week. Just asking them.
3: Empire trucks, Empire right, trucks,
24: yeah. and and stripling, stripling heavy heavy, yeah. uh, heavy equipment, uh, and you know th- they have such a desperate need for uh, diesel technicians. Uh, they, they 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 said if you bring us a hundred, we'd hire them all, Gosh. right? And this and that's just one that's just one group, one mm-hmm. company. You, you've got Puckett, you've got uh, uh, a Thompson uh, Machinery, you've got m- big big machinery companies yeah. all throughout the state of Mississippi. They all are desperate, yeah. and so uh, listening to the specific skills of of the people that they need, the kind of work the uh, kind of the personality uh, uh, cross section of the the type of people that they need in their in their businesses it 's really helpful to me to then communicate effectively with my partners at community colleges and some of our career technical educators here 's who we need here 's how many of them we we need how can, How can you help us um, just last week, we had an announcement that I was really excited about we uh, the office that's been given authority over some funding, we awarded Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College nearly a million dollars to expand their diesel technician program. Wow! Uh, And they've taken taken the challenge seriously. Mary Graham, she's an amazing president of that community college. Mm -hmm. Um, They they rose to the challenge. Uh, Jonathan Woodward, uh, her vice president, they have an incredible plan to expand, to double the number of uh, students in their program. And we have other community colleges that are now submitting proposals for the exact same thing. So what we have begun to do listening to our industry partners like you just talked about. We've also identified those key industry sectors where there's a massive need with jobs that pay well above the average wage yeah. in the
3: state of Mississippi, getting yeah. people into better jobs. Well, a diesel technician uh, is a pretty highly
24: compensated position. You can, you can start out making $60,000 60 to $70,000 a year, but in some cases, after five years of, oh, by the way, going to school where you probably have zero debt, after five years, you could be making over $100,000 in that field. Unbelievable. And, and these are sophisticated. This is not your old dirty, dark, yeah. and, and dank uh, shops. These are unbelievable facilities but that's just one. I mean you can you could go through a laundry list of 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 career sectors advanced manufacturing, uh logistics and supply chain and you could go even through our four-year colleges with some of the disciplines uh engineering, computer science, technology development. They're screaming for people. Yeah. My job, our office's job is to try to hear that call and use whatever authority and resource that the, the state of Mississippi has given us to try to focus it on those efforts.
3: I got you. Well, uh, yeah. I don't know that there's anything that's more critical to uh, economic growth and expansion and stability and Mm -hmm. vitality in our state than uh, the readiness and availability of a a properly trained and qualified workforce. Absolutely.
24: Absolutely. And especially in a state where our, our population, whether it's stagnant or whether it's shrinking, uh, we you know we have a ton of jobs. We need more people to jump back into the into the workforce, and we need to recruit and and get more people excited about coming to Mississippi because yeah. there's a great opportunity to grow our state and to show that the quality of life is uh, as every. I mean, again, go outside, walk around. Yeah. You can't walk around this beautiful day, but uh, get more people to understand the opportunity that awaits them here in Mississippi and to bring them on board.
3: Yeah, and you and I were talking offline. Uh, we need organic growth as well. Sure, we do. Uh, we we obviously. Need unorganic growth coming from outsiders that that seek to locate uh, some form of operations or launch a business here in Mississippi. All of the above, but we we need our best and brightest talent to mm-hmm. to consider staying here and put Mississippi at the top of their list to to launch their entrepreneurial vision right here in the state it can be done
24: you can't well i mean you're you're an example of that and there are, are countless other people that you could talk about and talk to that had a great idea and decided to stay here in mississippi and see that idea blossom um, we have two buckets that we've we we spend a lot of time trying to develop strategy in our office one is called workforce triage that diesel tech operation that we talked yeah. about that's triage we have businesses that are bleeding and they need they need to stop the bleeding so we're, we're coming up with strategies how to do that the other though is what you're talking about we call that horizon thinking okay how do we get young people with great ideas um, uh, to, 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 to try to work to see those ideas come to fruition how do we get them the resources that need, they need to, to be the, the, the budding entrepreneurs that can make sure that their roots are firmly established here in the Mississippi and we've created an environment that will allow their idea to, to come into full existence and whether that's a tech company whether that's a computer based it it really doesn't matter to me as long as we are investing equally in what we call that horizon thinking
3: yeah it's it's so critical because we have fabulous universities and community colleges mm-hmm. that are that, and it, you don't have to necessarily go to college to be an entrepreneur of mm-hmm. course mm-hmm. we have got we've got, got great young talent all over the place mm-hmm. But we want to keep them here to we launch do. those ideas. Yeah. Uh, that's how we truly grow our economy. But more importantly, something that, that, Ryan, I've always felt like is is really the bellwether of economic growth and, and uh, just prosperity in our state, that's household income mm-hmm. and per capita income. Mm-hmm. And we lag, obviously, in both those yeah. categories. And we're not going to lift those up until we start creating some of these these businesses that the, that uh, create these job opportunities with higher paid uh, and higher compensated occupations.
24: Absolutely. If you listen to the governor, the governor has certainly said time and time again, I want to raise that household income, that medium no uh, question. Household. If you listen to the lieutenant governor, he talks about workforce participation and, and uh, getting that that needle to move. If you talk to the speaker of the house, it's getting more high school programs that have really true, well developed career pathways established. So none of those are wrong, they're all right. Yes. Uh, they're just they're, they're different parts and pieces to that puzzle, but we got to we got to attack those with reckless abandon because uh, for far too long, I think we've just kind of sat back and hoped that it would uh solve itself.
3: Yeah, and, and the the data with respect to national labor participation, rate was not very good today. 61.8%. Yeah, if you look all. at a chart of the last few few uh quarters and and even uh, a couple of years, it's just been really kind of struggling sure. there. Sure, we, we got to do. We got to fix that. A lot of man. opportunity, no question. No question about it. Let's <laughs> just hope that they come, launch those opportunities, and seize them right here in the state. Thanks for yes, all you sir. do, Ryan. Appreciate, appreciate you, you coming so on. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. that's Ryan Miller, the executive director of the Office of Workforce Development. We'll take a break here. We'll come right back. Don't forget, Earth, Wind, and Fire ticket giveaway coming up.
12: I'm Andy Gibson, your Commissioner of Agriculture, inviting you to the 162nd Mississippi State Fair in Jackson, October 6th through 17th. Enjoy a variety of family fun entertainment free with your fair admission. New to the fair this year, something you don't want to miss, the Extreme Bull Riding Fall Nationals and the Tri-State Rodeo. They're both coming at the State Fair. Buy your tickets today at Ticketmaster.com. Stop by the Coliseum box office. Follow us on Facebook for more information. Come on out to the Mississippi State Fair October 6th through 17th.
1: Wanted it, and it's back. Vicari Auctions is returning to the coast for the 25th anniversary of cruising the coast. Four full days of auctioning bliss. Mustangs, Cudas, Chevelles, Woody Wagons, all for sale at Vicari Auction. October 6th through the 9th. Hundreds of the finest collector cars are expected to cross the auction block. And over 700 memorabilia items offered. Vicari Auction has something for everyone. To register or get a sneak peek, visit VicariAuction.com.
10: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
0: Middays with Gerard Gibbert. It is on. On Super Talk Mississippi.
3: with you. Today on In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, you'll hear an interview with William Jeans, the former publisher and editor-in-chief of Car and Driver Magazine. That's In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar. It's presented by VisitMississippi.org. You can hear the show each Thursday and Friday, 1 to 2 p.m., on most Supertalk Mississippi stations, Supertalk.fm, and available everywhere you listen to podcasts. So... Uh, Tim and McGee says, "What do they expect? Quit drilling? No pipeline? If I quit going to the grocery store, we'll run out of groceries at my house. Duh, y'all. <laughs> yeah, so it's not only cutting the pipeline, but essentially ending the uh, drilling leases on uh, so much federal land, which is so. So we've gone from being totally energy independent." Even exporting oil during the Trump administration. Now we got the president with hat in hand begging OPEC to produce more. And so now, once again, we're beholden to OPEC. And, of course, talking about opening up the, uh, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve and allowing some of that oil to flow out of the reserve into the market. But there's no question... They're worried about it, because I, I still believe that, to a great extent, not only do people vote with their pocketbook, but the price of gas at the pump is a big factor, I think, in how people vote. I just do. And like it or not, typically, whoever's in the White House gets hung for it. They just do. That that just seems to be that how folks connect the dots, and well, they should in this case. So I agree, Tim, uh, appreciate that. By the way, on the CSpire text line, which is 601-879-4395, uh, Ryan from the Mississippi Office of Workforce Development was talking about the need for, for diesel mechanics, diesel technicians. And he says, uh, this is on the ceasefire text line, he's telling the truth. I'm a diesel tech, been in the business for nine years and make over six figures a year. We need help bad. Yes, I I hear you. I think that's absolutely true. Uh, I don't think it. I know it. And it's uh, just mind-boggling that folks are on the sidelines. Won't get out and work. Won't staff these jobs. And it's because of government. Government intervention in the private market. Just ridiculous. Uh, Also, now, Tim in Cleveland makes a comment, says Social Security would not be a drain if it had been kept separate, as was originally promised. The the fundamental problem, I hear you, Tim. To some extent, there's some truth there. But the fundamental problem with Social Security, again, as is the case with all of these public pension plans at the state, local, county level, etc., is they're all defined benefit plans, which essentially means no matter how much you pay into it, you get benefits until you die. And it's not like the typical private sector retirement 401k plan plan IRA, Roth IRA, et cetera, that most folks in the private sector are accustomed to, where you put money away, your employer contributes to it as well, and that money is accumulated, and when you finally, finally retire and begin to withdraw it, once the, uh, once the account is depleted to zero, you don't get any more. That's not how Social Security and Medicare work. You keep getting paid, you keep getting benefits until you die. And that's called a defined benefit program, as opposed to a 401k plan or a private uh, sort of pension, which are typically defined uh, contribution plans, defined benefit versus defined contribution. So in the case of Social Security, it's crashing under the, uh, the, the transition and Medicare, the transition through the through the years just of the demographics where we just have way more old people drawing benefits and not enough young people paying in. it's It's designed such that those who are working and paying into the system are not paying for their own benefits in the future. They're actually paying for those that are receiving them now. That's what a, how a defined benefit program is structured. And a, a great example of that, it is the very first Social Security recipient, Ida Mae Fuller, back in the 30s. She paid $22 in and got $20,000 out. She lived much longer than the life expectancy, which was used in modeling and structuring the program from an actuarial perspective, and that can's just been kicked down the road. And now it's running out of money. So is Medicare. Uh, And the fix is, it's it's really simple. You either got to pay less out, take more in, or a combination of the two. So, it's uh, it's a problem. Jason says, it's not just oil. They've stopped the drilling for the battery stuff in the electric cars. Lithium, that would be lithium. They want to push. Shut down the mines in New Mexico and Nevada a few months ago. What are electric cars worth if they have no battery? Very true. And it's China, too, right, Rhino? The lithium mines over there. So, again, and it's... And Afghanistan. Uh, yeah, good point.
2: If I'm not mistaken, they have the world's richest
3: deposit of lithium. I, I think that was discussed during the Afghanistan debacle. You're exactly right. Uh, and, again, it's it's not that it doesn't make sense or that there's not a market for... This transition and conversion to electric vehicle, vehicles, it's just the Democrats want to say, let's do it now. Let's shut it down now. We're just not ready. It's, it's almost like, well, uh, I, we've got to move to a, a a bigger house. Well, let's just go ahead and burn this one down while we're waiting for that one to be built, and we just live on the street. That's just dumb. So it's it's not... Strategy ain't good, let's put it that way. It's not very well planned, it's not very well conceived, uh, and and they're just insisting it's got to happen now, now, now. So honestly, I, I think there are a lot of progressive Democrats that are celebrating the prospect of $100 a barrel oil. They want you to feel pain at the pump, so you won't drive, without giving any consideration of what the heck that means to the economy. And the quality of life and the sustaining of life—they don't even think about that. Which
2: is—it's because it's the end of the world. I mean, here's what Gen Saki had to say on it.
15: Cops here. Yeah. Do you worry that this could impact the pledges the countries are willing to make? Will other governments get? Weak need about going green at a time when they're facing brewing sort of political crises at home or really skyrocketing prices of non renewable fuel sources.
11: We certainly hope not. I mean, I think what COP26 is about is to continue the, con- the conversation uh, on the international stage at the leader level. Uh, that has been going on below the leader level continuously, basically, about our need to work together to address the climate crisis. Uh, one of the greatest national security crises, the presidencies, A number of other world leaders agree on that front. Certainly we all want to keep gasoline prices low, uh, but uh, the threat of the crisis, uh, the climate crisis certainly can't wait any longer.
3: I caught that yesterday. So essentially what she's saying there, it's okay that we're running out of of gas. We're about to experience likely some supply... Well, we have it now. Supply chain crunches. And that is causing a precipitous upward move in the price. That's okay because we're saving the planet. You Americans, you can't drive anymore. That's what we want. That's what she's saying. That's what she's saying. Meantime... We got no drivers to drive the trucks around to deliver the goods to stock the shelves. And that's s- the other part they won't talk about. There's, there's all this
2: big push for electric vehicles, but with the technology available today, it's impossible to take an electric big rig cross country
3: with a load. Absolutely true. Once again, it's burning the house down before the other one's built. And that's what Same they're doing. Same goes for here. airlines. That's absolutely true. Airlines
2: burn fossil fuels. You can't put a battery on a plane to carry people and make it go across the country
3: because the technology is not available right now. Not, Not there today. Probably will be in the future, just not there today. And when it's there and it makes sense and it's plausible and it's feasible and the market accepts it, well then, yeah, we'll park the other airplanes or convert them or retrofit them or whatever. But in the meantime... We need the dang gas to run the airplanes. Gosh. She was so arrogant and flippant in those comments. Indignant. Well, it's okay if they can't get any gas or they got to pay more. We're saving the planet. So frustrating. Uh, When we come back, Earth, Wind & Fire tickets here on Middays. It is Friday, y'all. Stay with us.
18: Did you know you can find the latest sales information or breaking jewelry fashions from All Britons on Facebook? Hi, I'm Cameron Albritton. We've come a long way since my great granddad opened in 1920. How we live, travel, and even celebrate. But some things shouldn't change. Fine diamonds and jewelry from All Britons are still treasured for their quality and value. Be sure to like us on Facebook and come see us. All Britons, Mississippi's foremost diamond merchant.
16: I'm Kelly Bennett and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A couple of recent cases out of Yallabalusha County show an unfortunate pattern. State Auditor Shad White says they're seeing embezzlement and theft of funds that are intended for some of the
21: neediest people in Mississippi. One involved a former sheriff who is accused of embezzling funds from a program designed to help prisoners. And in the other case, we had an individual who worked at Yalabusha General Hospital, one of our rural hospitals in Mississippi, who is embezzling funds that were intended to go to things like nurses' salaries.
16: In a ruling filed Monday, a judge said Biloxi and Harrison County are within their rights to construct a pier at veterans avenue secretary of state michael watson disagrees with that decision he's filed an appeal requesting a review before the state supreme court watson argues that the ruling is inconsistent with existing law and prior court decisions For Super talk mississippi news i'm kelly bennett
18: hey it's richard cross from sports talk mississippi and i want to tell you about something new on the show You know how much we love to grill and how much we love to talk about it. You're the exact same way. And so are our friends at Polk's Meat. So now, every Friday at 520, we'll have some fun with Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll talk about our favorite way to grill their delicious Polk's Original, Polk's Cajun and Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausages, as well as other barbecue favorites. It's Food Fridays at 520. No buts about it, folks. Picky people pick
20: Polk's. What's my core value? Equity.
0: You know what that means. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. We'll do it live on Super Talk, Mississippi.
6: What?
3: Middays, back with you. Yeah. The argument we could all afford anything we wanted if government didn't take taxes from us. The reason we can't afford anything anymore is government. Cut taxes the best solution. That's Matt and West Point. And they suck up votes with this too, and that's talking about, uh, that's from uh, on the C Spire text line from the 662 region. Yeah, just talking about all these Safety net programs, thats what they call them. They're out of control. No question about it. Hmm. They could save a lot of money if they would drug test people getting benefits like EBT and so on. Yeah, the Democrats opposed that. They opposed those tests. They opposed any sort of tests to ensure that recipients are seeking work so they're not on the government dole. It's just all about engendering and promoting government dependency. It's almost like it it needs to satisfy something to them personally. I'm taking care of people. I'm providing benefits to people. But not with your money. You're doing it with other folks' money. There's nothing noble about that. There's nothing innovative, creative productive whatsoever the discussion is all about how to divide the pie up it's never about how to grow the pie that's the difference sometimes i think gosh what i had given to compete with these people in business because <laughs> they just don't get it totally. they haven't had to yeah, again, it's the fear. It's the fear of failure. It's the the fear of bankruptcy. It's the fear of, gosh, if I don't produce, earn, generate income, I don't eat. Somebody texted us earlier, says, if I don't drive, I don't eat. I, I assume drives for a living. I agree. It's the way it should be. And, you know, I'm not so heartless, and I don't think most clear-thinking conservative people are that I'm opposed to any help or safety nets. The question is, how best to achieve that? Is government... Yeah, if you're getting government money, if you're
2: getting tax dollars from your fellow Americans to help cover the costs of having your kids live in your home and you're still making $400,000 a year and you qualify, there's
3: something wrong with that equation. It's big time. Big time wrong. I totally agree. But if I you check...
2: can't afford kids on a $400,000 a year
3: salary, I don't think you should have had kids. No, you're totally right. Well, look, you could ask that, apply that same question to even folks at the lower end of the income spectrum. I mean, if you you got to figure it out. You can't rely on the government to send you money because you had a, a child and provide free child care and this dead-gum family leave, even if you're not working. We talked about that. that in case you, you guys didn't hear us last week or so, it is absolutely true. You, you can qualify for this family leave payments, even if you're not working, even if you're unemployed. So what are you getting the leave from? Not from work. You're not working. But the, what the provision states is that even if you're involved in some sort of – it's an affinity benefit, I think is what they call it, meaning if you're taking care of your neighbor, they are just send you money for doing that, even if you're not employed. I don't know. I I don't see how that's really solving any problems. I I just don't. And and by the way, we should also point out that embedded in this giant piece of legislation is all sorts of references to social justice and diversity and equity. Of course they are embedded you would expect that right so it it's not just about economics this is also about social efforts and, and efforts to i guess correct what they deem to be social injustices and that's just sprinkled throughout the uh, as, re, as well as critical race theory is is in the legisla- legislation of course it's 2600 pages nobody reads that stuff right but
2: Bill and Brandon on the ceasefire tax line has a great
3: point. Yeah. It is
2: our responsibility as human beings to take care of those who cannot take care of themselves. No question. It is not our responsibility to take care of those who refuse to take care of themselves.
3: Well, well put, Bill. Totally agree. And I also don't think it's right that the government says essentially with force, you are compelled with force to give up some of what you have earned to take care of others. Whether they deserve it or not, they make the rules for you. That's essentially what we have going on now. And you think we have waste, fraud, and abuse now in our social programs? Can you imagine these child tax credits and the free pre-K and the free community college and the health care subsidies and all of that stuff? family leave. Oh, I'm sure there won't be any abuse of that, since you don't have to prove you're working to qualify for those benefits. That just would be on steroids. But that's well put. It's called buying votes. That's on the ceasefire text line. I asked my boss for a relief payment. I was tired. He told me, sure, right out the gate, is your relief? <laughs> Mike in Richland. As it should be. Again, that's the fear factor. So I'm going to guess there, Mike, that you state that you're still working. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, as an employer, I've dealt with situations, hardships, that employees have had. And there are cases where we've tried to help. But it wasn't government. That's the difference. Government didn't, didn't come, put a gun to my head, say, you're, you're going to give some money up here to these people. And I, I had an employee three or four years ago that around like a week before Christmas, an employee that worked in our data center and experienced a disastrous home fire, electrical issue, completely burned the house to the to the ground. Young wife, a couple of uh, young children, right at Christmas time. And so... And look, I'm not saying this doesn't happen across the spectrum of industries and businesses. We, as, as management, decided to help. But more importantly, our staff organized efforts to help. Um, and happy to do that. And that's just, again, that's the way it should work. That's just private people coming together to help someone in need. There are a lot of people that are willing to do that. But you know what? After government keeps their hand in your pocket all the time, it's like, gosh, don't I give enough? What would you do with all that money? I'd much rather just provide direct assistance than I would let it filter through the dead gum crooked government. I think a lot of people feel that way, but they keep saying more, more, more. And every time Joe Biden stands up in front of the podium... He says fair share about eight hundred times. It's like, dude, I I just would be happy to pay my fair share. Right now, it seems like a lot of people pay their unfair share, especially when you have so many paying nothing. And I think that's what aggravates people. What is driving these oil prices? Supply, demand, or policy? It's a little, it's a little of all the above. Uh, no question about that. But the other thing to keep in mind is that because there's no clarity from government, the oil and gas companies are not investing in new exploration. They're not investing in assets and systems that would produce more oil.
2: Policy has slowed production and investment, and then supply and demand have been negatively impacted by a labor shortage in Drivers and workers at
3: refineries, so it is a bit of both. Oh yeah, it's it's a, but the government's not helping. And again, I think they're actually happy about this. I think they're in the closet about it, but I think they're celebrating this situation. The progressives certainly are. You heard Jen Psaki basically say it. Certainly inferred it. We'll take a break right here. When we come back, Earth, Wind, and Fire tickets are coming your way. Ryan, will handle that for us. Stay with us middays. We'll return. <laughs>
15: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny conditions for your finally Friday, high near 89. Tonight, clear skies, low around 65. Your Saturday brings sunny conditions, high near 90 degrees. Saturday evening, partly cloudy, low around 66. Your Sunday, sunny conditions, high near 89. And for your Monday, mostly sunny, high near 87. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
17: A year like no other deserves an event like no other. So that's why DNS Diamonds & Jewelry is offering store-wide savings of 25 to 60% off during our 32nd anniversary event. Many items are reduced 50 to 60%, including stackable rings, pearl strands, and estate jewelry. Even engagement rings are reduced. A small deposit holds your selection for Christmas or take up to 12 months to pay interest-free with approved credit. DNS Diamonds & Jewelry, 144 Market Street in Flowood in front of JCPenney.
4: Big Pop invites you to the Capital City Gun Show this weekend, Saturday, October the 9th. Show hours will be 9 to 5. Sunday, October 10th. Show hours will be 10 to 5. There'll be plenty of buying, selling, trading, gun appraisals. All federal, state, local laws must apply. And this fall, we're adding football to the big screen to see. I-55 South, Elton Road exit at the Wahhabi Shrine Temple. Adult admissions, $8. Kids, 6 to 11 $2. See y'all this weekend at the Capital City Gun Show. Gulf Seafood Outlet.
15: Your fresh seafood headquarters.
4: Gulf Seafood Outlet.
15: Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland just past Lake Harbor Drive, 601-790-9407
11: behavioral health and addiction services in Hattiesburg is one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses pine grove provides the highest quality mental health care for children adolescents and adults pine grove also features several specialty addiction treatment programs for men and women additionally pine grove specializes in the treatment of licensed professionals please call 1-888-574 hope for more information and visit pine
19: when it comes to your business IT solutions Smarter is better. Meet the authority from Seaspire. Our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. Connectivity, data security, cloud services, you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. Seaspire Business. Win with authority. Your partners in IT. Every size business deserves top tier IT solutions. Visit slash business
1: with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9 breaking news quick shots analysis all right here on super talk jackson 97.3 check it out let's
2: do this
0: the talk
1: that keeps mississippi
0: talking middays with gerard gibbert
2: let's get on
0: with it on super talk mississippi
3: Baby, the great REO Speedwagon, who should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It, Insane that they're not in there. What are they thinking? Good grief. All right, Rhino. Speaking of rock and roll, how about a little Earth, Wind, and Fire? Oh yeah. October
2: 16th is coming up fast, a little over a week away, and the great one of the greatest rock bands ever, Earth, Wind and Fire, will be at the Brandon Amphitheater in Brandon. Tickets for the show are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com or you can swing by the Brandon Amphitheater box office. But, now you got a chance to win a pair of tickets to see Earth, Wind, and Fire. All you got to do is be lucky number 13 to text in with the word of the day and you'll win a pair of tickets to see Earth, Wind, and Fire at the Brandon Amphitheater. Be the 13th person to text in the word FIRE and you'll win a pair of tickets. And uh, we'll get to go see Earth, Wind, and Fire for free.
3: There you go. All right. Appreciate that, uh, Rhino. So, uh, MIT, a little woke news for you here. MIT, they have canceled a lecture that was scheduled by a geophysicist. And he's, he has uh Responded. He struck back. He slammed MIT for caving to cancel culture. Uh, the Twitter mob opposes his views on diversity. You see, Dorian Abbott, an associate professor of geophysics at the University of Chicago, wrote an op-ed. And he is are you wait, wait for it now? He's calling for a framework that would reward, based on merit, fairness, and equality, where applicants for admission to a university are treated as individuals and evaluated through a rigorous and unbiased process based on their merit and qualifications exclusively. And because, that. <laughs> and because he does not advocate for applications being considered and um, admission awarded based on one's physical attributes, but rather exclusively based on their merit and qualifications, they canceled him this is destroying this country this shift to uh, eliminate our performance-based and achievement-based society and replace it with one where outcomes and reward are determined based on your physical attributes. That is a problem. That ain't how it works. It goes against nature. It just goes against rational thought. That is unfair. That's what's unfair. So, and all that does, in my opinion, is just foments laziness and entitlementitis, just like AOC is calling for. So it, it was a, a group of ideologues, of course, and they mounted a Twitter campaign to, uh, to cancel Good the Good old lecture. hashtag activism. Exactly right. So this replacement of merit and achievement, in other words, who you are based on your resume of accomplishments, and replace that... With what you are, based on your gender, your sexual preference, your race, your socioeconomic status, just a host of other who you are excuse me, what you are features as opposed to who you are. Who you are is your resumes, is your, is your portfolio of accomplishments and value creation. that is what should be used to earn distinction, compensation, promotion, notoriety, reward, etc. And that's what this guy called for. But no, they said, oh, you mean you don't favor just awarding admission to MIT based on race? You can't speak here then. That's where we're headed. On Monday, I got to talk about the Boston Gifted and talented schools—they call them exam schools, <laughs> where the exams don't matter anymore. That's why they call them exam schools historically. Well, that do not matter anymore. Unbelievable! It is—it is the end of the program here on this Friday, folks. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. We'll be back here Monday, and God bless.